amazing episode of The Profit tonight. Is Marcus going to keep this company? Is he going to let it go? Find out next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Remember this song? I do remember it. Robbie Williams. The reason why we're playing Robbie Williams tonight is because it's a late night for this show. We need to wake everybody up. We need to wake you up. We need to wake ourselves up. Welcome to After Buzz TV's after show for The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. We're, we're going late tonight, so it's 11 p.m. on the, uh, Pacific, uh, on the, on on the Pacific Coast. On the Pacific Coast. <laughs> and typically we do two hours earlier. Uh, long yeah. story. Uh, the you don't need to know, but in the in the end, <laughs> we're, we're here, here late. We're ready to go. Well, we we're, are here. Uh, I'm uh, Chris Howard. You can reach me uh, both during the episode, after the episode, whatever you want at Chris Howard live on Twitter and Instagram. Also, reach out at legendarylivingdaily.com for tips, uh, information, uh, motivational stuff, entrepreneurial stuff. That's legendarylivingdaily.com. And over here on my left, we've got the one, the only. Katerina Kazayas. Hey, everyone. If you're still awake, you're with us. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kazayas Katerina. I'm on Instagram at Katerina Kazayas. So either variation of those two names, you can find me. Uh, you can also catch up with me on my website, which is globalgab.com, where I gab with you about global happenings. She likes to gab. I do like to gab. And it's a big world out there. So did you know, actually, before we get into this you episode... You always have a little tidbit. Of course. Here we yeah. go. So <laughs> they have actually discovered what could be potentially a new globe. A new so, globe? Yes. Of, in the like... next solar system... They've identified a planet called Proxima B. Like a new world. Yes, okay. like a new world. I was thinking of a snow globe. Like a, No, like a globe globe, like a globe I can gab about. <laughs> okay, go, and, go, go. Um, yeah. And uh, they say that it's not too hot, not too cold, could sustain water, could sustain life. So Are I'm, we losing you? You may lose me. You, I don't know. I mean, might, this episode you, of The Prophet was so, I don't know. I'll, you might find husband material I may, I over may have to go to another world. <laughs> And that's where we've gotten to, folks. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that joke. That was uh, so somebody had else had told me one of the uh, cast members of the old Mad TV. Okay. And uh, I, I was tweeting with her, and she said, "Well, there, maybe they'll find husband material on this new world." So uh-huh. I stole her joke. There you go. I, and I, I, I got to go out to Proxima B. But you know what? That yeah. SpaceX is like blowing up rockets. I don't know if I can get there. You, you never know. You could like volunteer. You could be a guinea pig, <laughs> and Marcus Lemonis could go in. 50, with 50 me partners with and, you. and take over for the first little while, and I'd be cool with that because yeah. he knows what he's doing. He gets to control the whole thing. That's right. And he decides where your ship's going to land mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, that could... I'd, I'd be okay with that, I think. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the episode that's uh, going to keep us on <laughs> path, on target here. We're talking mm-hmm. The Prophet. Uh, what a wild, wild episode. This was so much fun. Woo, the soup market. Yeah, the soup market. Uh, so Marcus, as always, is coming in to turn this business around. The, the company's called the soup market. It's a soup, uh, do I want to say soup kitchen? It's, not it's sort that... of a soup, um, like a fast food soup joint. Yeah, we almost. can't say soup kitchen because then you think charity. Right, right? But, but a soup market. Yeah, so you go in and they, they give they you a soup. There's a variety of soups. Right, yeah. but as a business opportunity, what do you think? Like if we take out everything... If we take out all the people issues, everything yes. else, and you look at it, do you think it has franchisability? I do, yes. Yeah. Because I think especially in this day and age, 2016, going into 2017, people are looking for healthier options. Right. And you've seen a surge in things like Subway versus Wendy's. Uh, I think you see a surge in salad bars. I like Wendy's. 
I, I like Wendy's too. Yeah, Wendy's has the best burgers, by the way. I do like Wendy's burgers. Yes, yes. do you? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you've got salad bars, so why not a soup bar? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I totally agree with you. I think that's. Uh, I think as a as a as an idea, it's a good one. Yeah, yep. and the, the 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 title is good. Uh, the the soup market, I mm-hmm. like that. I, I could imagine that being branded and rolled out around oh, the absolutely. country. absolutely. Yeah. But of course, there's uh, issues that uh, can prevent a company from getting there, and in uh, this case, there were. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Marcus's arrival. He arrives and he uh, meets the owner, Dave. Um, what are your first impressions of Dave Katarina uh, You know, very first impressions of Dave were okay. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a, you know, a, a, a store owner. He had gone to Marcus for help. He seemed as though he was open to listening to what Marcus had to suggest. Right. Uh, but then we had his wife, Jill, who sort of started loiter- loitering around. Can you say that one more time? Loitering yeah, around. Yeah, proper announcement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jill was loitering around. I was going to say enunciation, but I couldn't and enunciate so- <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, late here, folks. Yeah, his wife is there, his wife um, is loiter- there. loitering around. She's loitering hanging out around. an and, awful and, lot. And an awful lot. And I thought, okay, well, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so there was something strange about that. Something strange, a little bit strange about that. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the episode yet, it's such, it's a brilliant episode. You got to watch it. Um, I, I usually, I love to watch for the business learnings and there are, it's jam packed with business learnings, but there was, it had the drama that makes good television too. (laughs) This was a great episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so his wife's hanging around and there's a reason why Dave's Mm -hmm. wife is hanging Mm -hmm. around. Um, but we can't reveal it yet because that that would be anticlimactic. Right. Um, so, so Marcus comes in, Marcus says to him, you know, you've got a good business here. What are your numbers? Right. The classic question Marcus asks, what are your profit margins? What are your sales? What soup sells out first, second, third? And that's when Dave started to lose me a little bit because he had no answers. Okay, so advice to business owners, don't even think of having this conversation with Marcus before you know your numbers backwards and forwards really? because uh, seriously, cuz like or anybody in Marcus's position that's going to come in with that type of a mindset, mm. somebody who's uh, financially uh, turned on and switched on, if you don't know your numbers, they're going to eat you for breakfast. Right. And the thing is, not only did Dave not know his numbers in terms of balance sheet, uh, type of accounting, but he didn't know the simple uh, inventory numbers in the sense that Marcus asked him, you know, soup accounts for what percentage of your sales? He says, ah, oh, about 60%. Right. And Marcus says, do you know that for a fact or are you guessing? He says, no, no, I know that for a fact. Okay. I think, I think he said he was guessing. I think so, he admitted. Well, but then Marcus says to him, what's your number two best selling item? And he says, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know or do you not know? You clearly don't know. Right. So, and you know, I, from watching the show is also, and also from real life experience, it's you know, if you're going to be taking a business partner on, mm-hmm. uh, and that partner is the financial side, you need to school yourself up in the numbers. You need to you need to oh. know enough about your numbers to not have only that. But to, wouldn't you be embarrassed to be on national television with Marcus in your in your vicinity and not know the answers to those questions? Not just Marcus, though. Anybody that comes on this the, the, on the financial anyone side, anyone doing due diligence, yeah, yeah they're going to eat you mm-hmm. alive, and then yeah. you lose. And luckily, Marcus. In most of these cases, I won't even say in most of these cases, in all the cases that we've seen, he hasn't been a shark. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gone in and eaten. No. Yeah, I mean, he could be, though. 
And part of what allows the shark to get away with what the shark get, gets away with is they throw you off balance mm. by nailing you on those numbers and stuff. And you feel like, you know, you're you're lost and dazed and confused. And, and Marcus does not come across that way at all. He doesn't. He doesn't. And, so, and yet uh, it's common business practice, though. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so you just got to watch out for that. But mm-hmm. um so, Dave, you thought he was pretty... It seemed okay. seemed okay at the beginning, and then the more Marcus delved into things, the sketchier Dave became for me. Right. What uh, What did you like about the business as he came in? Uh, you know, the business, I thought, was, as you had said earlier, very easily franchisable. I think it, it clearly, the soup market tells you immediately what it is you're going in to buy. Right. And I think that you can offer a variety of soups, both on a high-calorie High caloric right. uh, spectrum and a you know low vegan healthy, um, you can easily come up with ten to eleven to twelve soups a day, that are fresh soups. Right. That can be pasta heavy cream based and can be you know barley and and uh, broth based. See if you like, are you a soup fan? Yourself? I am. I am a soup fan. So would you want different soups or would you kind of like the same? You know, like- I I think I'd like a staple maybe six to eight right. staple soups and then i'd like to see maybe four rotating weekly that's probably a good idea yeah because yeah, i Just once i get a good a soup bit. that's yeah. that's all i want my favorite right? soup is actually split pea and ham is it really yes that's a little weird it is weird it is weird <laughs> but when i was in university uh we had a split pea and ham soup that was in the cafeteria area and i would get it and i loved it did you ever go to anderson's split pea soup no. Well, then you should. It's oh. uh, like a staple. It's one of those, uh, if it still exists, uh-huh. it's over by uh, Solvang, I think. Have you you okay. know where Solvang is? No. Uh, oh, it's a cool little uh, Dutch town. I think it's Dutch. And okay. it's on, along the coast as you're going up toward uh, like Nevada. Santa Barbara? Like, yeah, okay. Santa, yeah, Santa Barbara, that area. Uh-huh. San Ynez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, definitely a place to go to. Anderson Split Pea Soup. All right. So, cool. um, free commercial. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I agree with you that the there was room for these lower caloric soups. And, sure. you know, Marcus points that out. So we get to uh, just jump on board and, and ride on his coattails on that yeah. observation. But, um they, there certainly was room for that if we're going to franchise it and we're going to roll it around the country because people mm-hmm. are looking for other options. Right. And, you know, I mean, with dieters and people looking mm-hmm. to lose weight and more and more people are, you know, looking for their solutions, yeah. soup diets. Are great. Yeah. Oh, sure. I had a friend, uh, yeah. Wendy, she'd launched, uh, Wendy, uh, what's Wendy's last name? Uh, I'll remember. Wendy Soup Lady? Yeah, the Soup Lady. She rolled out a an infomercial with a product called uh, Aspen Bio, uh, Aspen Six Day uh, Bio Diet, okay. Aspen Spa or something like that. And it but was It made a fortune. Liquids? It was a, basically soup? a liquid diet. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and people were losing a lot of weight. And I know that when I've fasted and that type of thing, if I, if I stick to liquids, it really works well for me in terms of cleansing my system, right. in terms of, uh, okay. yeah, allowing me to shed the weight. So I think, I, I agree that mm-hmm. there's, I think that's why Marcus selected this business to go in and and be part of, because Mm. he saw that as well. He saw that, but I don't think Dave saw that. Dave missed a lot of stuff. Well, but see, Dave was stuck to his recipes, and he had all the different recipes that he did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's nothing uh, against those recipes. Some of them sounded neat. What was his favorite? Pork cooked in bacon fat soup. Pork cooked in bacon fat. Now, I think that's that's the goulash, right? The The, Hungarian goulash. I would, I, it sounded delicious. Have you had that before? (laughs) No, but it sounded great. I had, I went to the Swiss Alps and went to Zermatt in the Swiss Mm -hmm. Alps, and I ate Hungarian goulash every single day. So good. Amazing. Uh, 
Amazing. Yeah, so I think those are the types of things that need to stay on the menu. Sure, of course. And yeah. I'm in Marcus's court about doing right. a lower calorie. Right, and that was the other thing that Dave couldn't tell. He couldn't tell what calories were in it. Because he didn't think that way. Well, and the thing is, though, but this is the problem, is you have to move with the way society moves. Right. You go to a Starbucks now, and there is a menu item of things you can select, and next to the price is also the calories. Yeah. So I know when I get a venti frappuccino that I'm ingesting 600 calories. I know when I go to McDonald's that I'm ingesting 550 when I eat a Big Mac. Then explain fat burger. (sighs) I can't. I just threw that out. I mean, you stumped me. But no, but I think you're right. I mean, but but, I, I, but I'm I, saying that society's moving that direction so yeah. that the supermarket could right. very easily offer that up. Yes, I, I agree. I agree with you. I just threw that out there to test, test, <laughs> to mess test with me you. at midnight. To mess with you at midnight. <laughs> Messing with you at midnight. Hashtag. Um, no, but the, I agree with you 100 percent that there's going to be a greater market if we do label it. We put the calories on there, and there's there's absolutely a market. For people that want to eat lean and yes. eat fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be their tagline. Eat lean, eat fast. Right. The supermarket. Yeah. You know, Sounds um, good to me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if they if uh, they had gone that direction. But there was a lot of resistance on Dave's part. And there was... This Why was, do you think? Well, I, you know, he was... There were a lot of things that he was resisting every step of the mm-hmm. way. And for me, uh, you know, God bless Marcus's heart. Because he's able to capture these people. He sticks with them through the episode when I would have been gone... A long way, a long time before it. He has patience, and that patience works well for him in a lot of these cases. Most of the time, right? But you know, you never know. I mean, Marcus might have summed up the situation very quickly. He's he's very astute. He's very keen. Uh, And then they still had to make the episode. Mm. You know, so it's like, okay, let's build this. Since we're here, since we've committed our time and our resources to being here, yeah. Because I mean, and and it was an interesting one because. You know, I don't want to give the ending away, but we, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. It's um, so so. Dave has a lot of resistance throughout the episode. Right. Um, but, what, what did you What did you yeah. think of Dave's uh, staff? Oh, they all seem fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the staff seem fantastic. This guy Kevin that they had, who was the uh, co director of operations, director of, right. or, of operations, right? Kevin uh, seemed very sharp, very nice. He also had Dave's back to a certain degree. Mm. Like he wasn't giving up information and there was information to be given up. There was a lot of loyal uh, loyal people working there. Oddly. Oddly. Oddly loyal. Yes. Because the, okay, the, the, well, let's throw in the dynamic. So the dynamic is that you have, uh, what's her name, Grace? You have Dave and Jill who are married. Dave and Jill are married. And you have Grace who is the real director of operations. Right. Whom apparently wife Jill does not like. Right. So wife Jill believes that Grace has something going with her husband. Both her husband and Grace have said, no, that's not so. Um, but under pressure, and well, so the husband is attempting to push this girl Grace away, uh, not let her come in, uh, not let her come into the facility even. And Marcus is trying to, it's like a detective movie here where he's trying to figure out who's this grace who's that grace? nobody will talk about right. and you hear dave whisper don't mention grace don't talk about grace and marcus is like who's grace who's grace what's up with grace and and what we oh. i mean i guess we have to kind of give the reveal so sure. so grace there's like this 
sexual harassment thing that's unfolding before our very eyes in this episode. That no one was giving up to Marcus in terms of information. Right. So uh, this it's wild to see this and, episode But that unfold. explains why wife Jill is loitering around all the time. Yeah, we say loitering. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's like uh, hovering. This store and that store and inside things. Fi- and that's how he finally gives it up. So right. Marcus says, why is your wife here? It's odd that she's following <laughs> us to eat. So there's five stores, five locations that they have of the, of the supermarket. And Marcus says, okay, it was great that she met me on the first day, but why is she here? Does she come every day? And she has her own job. She works for the University of, uh, what, Michigan? Yeah. U of M. That's Michigan, yeah. Uh, or Milwaukee. Milwaukee. The University yeah. of Milwaukee in the athletic department. She's mm-hmm. got her own job, mm-hmm. right? Um, so she must be an athletic supporter. That's why she's there to support. Ah, get it? If you can't be an athlete, <laughs> be an athletic supporter. All right. Anyway, bad joke, uh-huh. bad pun. Um, but so she's there. She's hanging out, hanging out, hanging out. And then finally... Dave says, well, the reason why she's hanging out is to support me and to make sure that Grace stays away. Uh-huh. Now, what did you think of Grace? Yeah, I, Here's where I think we're going to have a conflicting opinion. Mm. Uh, because I, uh, uh, my feeling with Grace is because you never know in these types of situations. Okay. Like, it's kind of he said, she said, right? Who's, whose problem is it? Um, but And Dave absolutely... Uh, 100% without a doubt has problems. We all do. But Dave has some issues here. I mean, just the whole way he's dealing with it is a, it's, it's a symbol of how he is dealing with the whole situation Mm. outside of it. So, or around it, the circumstances surrounding it. So he's trying to hide the thing. He's trying to hide her name. He's, he's clearly got issues, but we can't say that he's the one to 100% that contributed uh, to this situation uh, you, you want to find out what the other party's side is. And when she starts to talk, she, there's, uh, you know, the responsibility really lies in his hands as the employer. Mm-hmm. But there's this weird dynamic and tension between the two of them. And uh, she looked to me like the kind of person that would cook your bunny. Yeah, you, she do, you was didn't really a little, think that though, right? Was, well, no, I didn't really think that actually. Um, and, and not that I'm sort of on Grace's side because right. Grace is the woman. I'm, sure. I'm, I tend to be a just person. I like to think that I'm just. Right. Uh, but I found that she... Just Katerina Kazias. Just Katerina Kazias or Kazias Katerina, <laughs> depending if Twitter <laughs> likes you or not. Right. Um, but she seemed to me as though she simply wanted to come to work and perform her job. So you got that she was taking a stand, and you said, and you were proud of that stand that she was taking. I did. I did because I... There are some women that I think push a point simply to push a point. Right. And I didn't feel that with her. So you didn't get that. You got no, that. She I was... got a genuine person who somehow couldn't figure out what the heck had gone on. Right. And was trying to stand up and do her job. Um, See, but I... had all of this extra baggage from the wife and from Dave and Dave's twisting of the situation. Right. And and what you're saying very well could be. Could be, yeah. I mean, we don't know. The problem is we don't know what's behind the scenes. Uh We don't know how much they were both contributing to the situation. Were they having romantic interludes, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. both of them said nothing happened. Although she did, by the end of the episode, serve him with, like, papers. Yeah, so she gave him, uh, they they were served. Some sort of, yeah. Yeah, uh, that means, yeah, yeah, so they had a lawsuit that was filed against them Mm -hmm. for, or against Dave for sexual harassment. Yeah. 
which uh, you know that's and we were sitting there watching it. And I'm like, that's the that's the shit. You got to be aware of this, and it's yeah. it, it's always it never ends good in these situations. Well, that's that's about a load well, of crap too. But it, but it is a he said she people said meet thing. their it's mates hard. at work. Yes. You know, um, that often that, that type of stuff often happens. And mm-hmm. so then when you look at these situations where uh, it, it just becomes a mess, for mm-hmm. me, it's it's horrifying because, no. you know. You, and no one wants it to go there. Well, and the guy's a married man. I mean, yeah. and so that's the, I think that's the real, yeah. the, the real zinger, you know. Um, I can't say it's the only issue, but it's the real zinger mm-hmm. is that he's a married man and he's having this, uh, uh, what would you call that? harassment suit i guess well, you, well, it could be a harassment suit it could, could be, be a stalker it could be a stalker it could be anything right um but i do appreciate your point to saying that you didn't feel that from her i didn't get that from her yeah. no because because it very well you know when i know your when your blood gets boiled mm-hmm. because you're in an unfair situation uh how that emerges and how people see that right yeah. uh, it could be skewed it could be sure. skewed mm-hmm. sure because you're off you're you're off you're not right, right? Yeah, but there's yeah, a re- yeah. there's there's ju- it's, there's a justifiable not rightness. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so this was kind of sitting in the background of the entire episode. You know, Marcus had to discover through his sleuthing, through his yeah. super sleuthing. And by the way, Marcus, I'm gonna make an appeal once again. Come on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you here. That would be uh, we'd be thrilled to uh, help you to promote the profit and Absolutely. to sit down with you here and have a conversation and your your new show, the partner as well. So uh, please come and join us. Um, the I'm at Chris Howard live, by the way, mm-hmm. and she's uh, you can't figure it out because one day it's this way, <laughs> one be, day it's the I'll other way. I'll be hanging with Chris Howard live. Yeah, <laughs> so you can figure her out. She's fine. And if we can't figure her out, we get a whole nother planet. We have a production team. Yeah, we get a we, planet. We can chat on Proxima B. <laughs> Proxima B. Um, so going, going back to the soup for a yeah, moment. So yeah. we have this this underlying personnel issue, if you will. Right. Uh, but we also have the operational side of things, which is right. make the soup market a better version of the soup market. Right. And Marcus comes in and he starts um, offering up suggestions, yeah. which at first, owner Dave said, sure, sounds great. We'll go get the calories checked. We'll go figure out the sodium count. We'll get some new recipes. Uh, but then he did a bit of a 180. Right. What'd you think of that? Well, you know, it's interesting, yeah, because he was, he was, and that was part of the resistance, but I'll pose a question back to you. Mm. What do you think prompted him to call Marcus in the first place? <laughs> Honestly, like if you really get... You know, that's a really fair question, because from the minute Marcus stepped in the door, yeah. you could feel Dave's resistance. The strangeness, yeah. You could. And I was questioning that at one point myself. Why would he even call Marcus in. Um, I think he called him in because he recognized that although he has five stores, um, he would like to grow. He saw 50, he said. He saw 50 in his mind at some point. Um, He understood deep down that he was incapable of growing the business. I think he understood that there was a disconnect. See, I think he was feeling an enormous amount of pressure with the Grace thing. I think he was feeling an enormous amount of pressure. Like, but why would you call in public cameras if you had the grace <laughs> issue? I mean, that's when you would not let yeah. the cameras in. Well, either that or tell the truth up front. Yeah. You know, put it all on the plate. And I think this is that's what got him into trouble mm-hmm. because Marcus is Marcus has a level head. Yeah. If you lay the situation out and you say, "Look, 
Mm-hmm. I was an idiot. I did this, this, and this. Yeah. I, for me, and for what I know of Marcus, I think Marcus would be willing to work with he that. He would say, okay, I How understand. How are we going to navigate? Yeah. But, but if you're hiding it, which is exactly what Dave did. He was hiding it, hiding yeah. it, hiding it. And there's how do you partner with somebody like that? Yeah. If they're going to lie to you up front, they're going to lie to you for mm-hmm. you know, how they do one thing, how they do everything. They're going to continue lying. And so that's why, I, like in the very beginning of the episode, I'm like, why isn't Marcus walking away? The guy's hiding stuff and lying. But that's an interesting theory you had about the fact that they were already into this commitment that they figured we may as well just make the episode. It's possible. And this is one of the few episodes where, uh, again, and spoiler alert, um, that the deal does not go through. Right. Yeah. And we saw some of these last season. Not too many, though. Not too many, but they they had them where they would roll out two different businesses in a singular episode. Mm -hmm. So, and to be fair... There, there were uh, scenes that were clearly shot uh, in a way which was uh, an order and syntax. Of, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I want to say. I'm sounding too cerebral here for a second. But it was sequential in okay. terms of how they filmed the scenes. And so you knew Marcus was trying later on in the episode to still make the business work. Mm-hmm. He was going for it. Well, um, he put in about $100,000 yeah, about into this business. So he did commit to working with them. Yeah. He refurbished one of the stores completely. See, and and what kind of shocked me about this is that he would commit to working with them, getting the red flags up front. And so, you know, maybe the way that it was edited and pulled together mm. was put together in a way where... Uh, where it buried that and left the dramatic, uh, you know, value yeah, the, the, of the, the episode. Culmination, in. yeah. Yeah, but it it seemed pretty clear right off the bat that this guy was hiding things and not right. being honest and, and and not being flexible. Not being honest, not being right. flexible, not taking feedback. Right. Uh, you know, feedback is the. And, and I and I agree with you. I think Marcus is astute enough to have seen through that fairly yes. early. He's yeah. So this was this was an odd episode for me. Yeah, but but a great episode too because oh, of the drama. Right. Yeah. So the um, the franchise opportunity was definitely there. Dave wanted the franchise yeah. opportunity. Uh, Marcus could have made this go, and if he had this in his hands, my bet is it would have been huge. I think Marcus, if if this had stayed with Marcus, I think we would be seeing supermarkets all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Marcus, at one point when they're arguing, and he it's says, "Too bad because I love Sue." I know, I, I know. Well, you know what? Sue. There's nothing stopping Marcus from going out and launching his own. This is true. It's, it's not his investment style. You know, he but likes he, to take, yeah to to partner right, right and take things that are already up and running. And he's a turnaround yeah. guy, right? Um, but. Uh, there's nothing stopping uh, the right people from doing that mm-hmm. or for him from going to another soup kitchen or soup market right. and, and saying, uh, saying yeah. let's do this, let's take this. Uh, I just kept having visions of <laughs> that Seinfeld episode, remember? The With Nazi. the soup Nazi? Yeah, but, uh, that was one of the best Seinfeld episodes. That one and the uh, the episode where Elaine uh, stole the toilet paper. Do you remember that one? I do not. I oh, do it was not. so good. But um, I just kept having <laughs> these visions of... Kramer and eating soup and <laughs> oh boy, yeah, no, back in the day. Yeah, that's just, actually this is something you'd see in New York, isn't it? Because yeah. it's oh. like uh, this had a very New York uh, feel about it. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, you see a lot of yeah. soup places and stuff like that. We don't see those on the West Coast. See, no. this is this is a big idea. This is one of those things mm-hmm. that if uh, you know, and his money, like, what did they have? They had, uh, I, believe, I believe, the gross uh, revenue was one point eight five million. 
Um, eighty-five. Yeah, that's pretty good debt. on flavored water, people. Come yeah, on. there's uh, gross margins, fifty-two percent. They needed to get to seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I appreciate about Marcus is how he'll break down, mm-hmm. and it's got to be great having the. Uh, and this is what I'll ask Marcus when I see you: um, is how much does the production team uh, coordinate? I'm sure they do because. You know, does he know those numbers off the top of his head or are they bringing those in and research? Do they have a research team bringing them in and saying these are what the numbers, these are what the margins should be in this industry? I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's a combination, I'm sure. But um, the uh, so what was fascinating for me was how he was going to change the margins from the gross margins from 52 percent to 70 percent. And that's a big hike. That's a big hike, but yeah. it was pretty much through cutting the cost of the ingredients um, within the soups themselves, um, saying that they didn't need grade A tomatoes, for example. They could buy grade B because it's in a soup. They don't, sure. They're don't. they not right. like the cherry tomatoes you buy off yeah, the shelf. Yeah, you're not eating a charcuterie board, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, check, and so we're seeing some thematic uh, things here. Mm. And where he will look to get the uh, get the uh, costs down by either batching where the the wholesales the wholesalers or wherever they're getting the product or the produce. How do we batch this? How do we take it to one place? Get the cost down. But I mean, even during that exercise, Dave was being sarcastic. I mean, at one point, Marcus said to him, "How can we add more fiber into the soups?" And his answer was Metamucil. Metamucil. Like, come on. Right. That was you know, of... this is somebody in your business trying to help you out. It was weird. It was so, a weird cut there. That I think the cut the more happened. I, but the more I watched this episode, sorry to interrupt you, the more I was not liking Dave. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you and I were saying this just before we started, that when you when you go on an episode like this you're and you sign the contract, you're taking your life into your own hands. And, and actually, you're... you're you're walking out on a platform because they, they, you know, they could choose to go any way they want. They can edit it the way they want to edit it. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, Marcus is a fair guy mm. and everybody's got their own perspective so they can skewer you if they want to. Um, so, you know, you're taking that risk by going on the show. Um, so I guess the best thing would be not to be somebody who's skewerable to right. the best of your ability. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we all I don't try. know if that's your character though. Can you change? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Well, because they see that that's the problem. If you go into the business and he's already lying mm. and he's already hiding and he's already deceiving, there's you know that's a pat. I mean, if he's doing it right out the gate, you know what I found um, interesting, and I'm not sure if I missed it or if they just yeah. didn't show it. What percentage Marcus offered him? Um, a fifty-fifty deal. Was it okay? Yeah, for I missed that. so what he did so and. Just to set up the episode, Dave's partner, yeah. Tim, mm-hmm. uh, died. Yes. Uh, and they were 50-50. They were 50-50 partners, yeah. which, you know, Marcus had always says was not a good structure. I don't right. think it's a good structure. So Marcus is kind of, you know, he's doing these 50-50s. Yeah. And I think the only reason why now is, is because he's making it very clear that he's 100% in control. Mm-hmm. So he's stipulating that in the contractual right. agreement. So Before they who even cares start. if they're right. 50-50, right? Yeah. So, um, but he gave 315 k to buy out. Now, this is what I found was interesting. He he offered to buy out the uh, executors of the will and the estate of A Tim. Tim's side, yeah. Who wanted $100,000 for the business, for his uh, 50% stake of the business. Which Dave had um, commented on that he thought was incredibly low. Right. So he thought that was an undervalue of the business. And Marcus said, don't say that. And then I'm thinking, well, you just said it on TV. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um the 
And what's interesting about that to me is, is that we live in this world where you've got a posture and stuff. Unfortunately, mm. you can't just offer real value and that the people get the value that it's that it's really worth, and yeah. you give the value that it's really worth. I'm a, like I'm an old school thinker, but it doesn't work that way. Doesn't and, work that way. And, and because people have different perspectives, also. Mm-hmm. So, and they're always going to be skewed to what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in most cases, in most cases, then they're suckers like I was. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that are just trying to really make it a, a yeah. win-win deal. But I, you know, I'm still going to keep that philosophy. Yeah. You can't let things burn. No, you. no, you can't. But. Um, the what was fascinating, you know, I've been dealing with uh, insurance and different types of things for my own. But boy, it just makes such a great case for having insurance. Mm. You know, uh, key man insurance would have if they had key man insurance on both of them. Yeah. Um. They, you know, they took four million dollar policy out on both of them. Then it would have paid for. Oh, the all would have the paid expansion, off the estate, everything would have yep. paid the expansion, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't believe that. Uh, Dave could do it on his own, and I think he was destined to make continue to make messes unless something interfered. Do you expect to see this business fail um, now that Marcus is not going to be part of it, or do you expect it to just continue its status quo? Well, see, this is the thing, and unless Dave has a big wake up call, and it doesn't sound like the episode was a big enough wake up call for him to change his behaviors, um, mm-hmm. and so maybe the lawsuit will be the wake up call for him. Maybe, and if it's not that one, it'll be the next one or the next one, you know, so. Something needs to wake him up though, yeah. Yeah, something's got to wake you up where you continue where you're headed. What did you think? I'm going to backtrack for just a moment. There was a comment made. Marcus had come in near the beginning of the episode. Mm. He was in the various stores and he was meeting the staff. And he met Kevin, who was the uh, director of operations under Grace. Grace at this point was absent. And he said to Kevin, how often do you go out to the stores, to the other four stores? Because Kevin was working out of one, right. out of Bayview, I think it was. Bayview, yeah. Bayview, yeah, that's um, the main, main the place. Main, yeah, the main yeah. place. And he said, not as often as I'd like. I want to be in the various stores, but Dave is telling me not to bother, just to phone and to text. And Marcus says to him, what about human contact? And I found that so interesting because what about human contact? Right. You know, I was on the phone this morning for 40 minutes trying to get through to an insurance company and all I got was bumped from voicemail to voicemail to voicemail to voicemail to press 5 to press 2 to press 8 to press 2 and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. can someone please just answer the phone? Right. So that's a phone that I'm wanting answered. If you're running a business and you're a manager in store number 4, would you not want to have somebody in a managerial position, come in and tell you you're doing well, you're doing badly, you're doing... I mean, Some, again, well, human Dave contact. Was of, Dave was out of touch, though, and somehow, you know, there was this thing that was brewing, and mm-hmm. it, it, like you had said earlier, why why were all the employees so loyal and still so excited? I mean, it could have been the television show. It could have been that, mm-hmm. you know, the halo effect of the television show where everybody's just... Yeah, because Marcus was going around asking the employees about the situation, about grace, about things, and no one was offering anything, which Nobody I found was... very interesting. Yeah, and, and they were sweet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but what was the, the It was first a very non-gossipy name? environment, which I liked. What was the first girl's name he talked to? Was it Stephanie or something? Um, um, let's get her I'm name not right. not sure. I'm so, sorry. Because she was so good. Um, he pulls her outside. I got a Myra. Uh, yeah, well, it was a uh, Spanish spelling. Uh, Stephanie is how it says okay. here, yeah. So he pulls her outside, 
and uh, he's talking to her, and she's just so sweet, and she's got this mm-hmm. smile on her face, and she's happy, and you get the sense that they're generally happy to work at this place, mm-hmm. that they yeah. like it. But um, so this, you know, it, it's 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 tough to say because the question is, why are they so loyal? Why mm-hmm. do they like it so much if there's this big thing that's brewing? Elephant in the room, yeah. Yeah, unless unless it was just the dysfunction of the relationship between the two that made it so big. But that it permeated through everything. Yeah, but look, Kevin wasn't giving that up. Kevin had a, a you know great, yeah. uh, and maybe it was maybe they once again the halo effect of the television. Who knows? Uh, but you're, I would, be, I'm surprised that they would be so loyal in that type mm-hmm. of a situation if it was really that disruptive for the business. I just don't right, think which which sort of says to me again that I don't think Grace was the one that was making this a big issue. Okay. I think if 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 it really had been a sexual harassment type of situation, right. I think people would have been a little more vocal about it. Yeah. Um, I think this was more a uh, Jill, the wife, was jealous. See, of the I saw that too. I saw Jill as being. So I think Jill was the instigator, and for whatever reason, I mean, obviously Dave would want to keep his marriage intact. Yeah. But to the detriment of his relationship with Grace, who I felt really loved the business but where there's no smoke or where there's smoke there's what the hell is that saying where, 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 there, where there's smoke, smoke there's usually there's fire, fire. Right. right so, so even though okay. jill was the instigator you, you, i i would take that bet that dave mm, was doing something was going on there yeah dave mm. was doing something there um and it may you know sometimes it's not even that he's doing exactly what she thinks he might be doing something else but sure. there's something yeah. going on you know um, so, uh, remember that song, I know there's something going on. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So everybody's whispering about this, but it's, it was so fascinating in terms of the people issues. And I'm going to go back for a second because you did bring up the, sure. the retooling and reimagining of mm-hmm. the soup production. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, so I think we can look at, uh, Marcus's three staples, the product, the process and the and people. The people yeah. yeah. What did you think? And let, so let's talk about each of those. What is the, the product? So the product was great. I thought the product was great. I thought they had come in with some alternatively healthier soup options mm. and I was happy with the product. I think that's what got Marcus involved in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, the yes, I agree with you. The product was great. And even with the heavier soups, because Marcus But said, you know what? Sometimes you want a heavy soup. Yeah. You want potatoes, and you want goulash, and you Give want... The chunky clam yeah. chowder. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's... The, and so I think that's fair to have those in sure. the mix, and Absolutely. then have the other ones as well, which mm-hmm. Dave was clearly resisting. He didn't want Marcus touching on the process right. at all, or the, pro, the process the product, of the creation right. yes. of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they had 200 different soups, which were probably too many. Too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to pare it down and get mm-hmm. 20 right is, you know, uh, the, the thematic uh, right. learning that we're seeing in these episodes. Mm-hmm. So product had room for improvement. And if they were going to hit the market in the right way where there was really a need, and I would say pent up demand. Where would you find a market that had pent up demand for soup? Well, the, the, by lowering the caloric intake. Okay, yes. Yeah, so okay. you lower the, uh, you know, you make it uh, something. And you know, you could be strategic as you grow this business. You could place these soup markets next to an Equinox gym, next to a McDonald's. swimming pool, next to a McDonald's, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So you could be very strategic with respect to how you market this business. And maybe Marcus was so keen because he knew the value of it, it that yes. he was, you know, being patient with mm-hmm. these other issues because 
there was the opportunity here. So uh, we had the product. What about the process? Yeah, the process. So, and I think the process starts like, and let's look at the customer experience first. Okay. So mm-hmm. the customer experience is they come in the store, storefront was okay. The inside uh, was not franchisable. Mm-hmm. Um, even in their main store, their main store was the nicest there was store. No, there was no consistent theme, look and feel. Right. Yeah. And I think Marcus said that he wasn't, he didn't get what, uh, Dave was attempting to market. Was mm-hmm. it a, a statement, a concept? Uh, what was it that he was looking to get out there? What I thought was ridiculous was during the episode where they're talking about these things, Dave says, you know, I went into your other look, your other, uh, store. Uh, what, what, what one was it? Let's I'll see. The, I'll find the name. Um, he mentions oh, Marcus. The public market. Oh, well, uh, the public market is was where they. Uh, that was where Jill created was all the yeah created all the soups. <laughs> no, Simple Greek was oh, another yes. another one of Marcus's episodes. This is utterly ridiculous that Dave. I mean, he boldly uh, insulted Marcus right on the episode. He said, "I went into Simple Greek, um, and this is a, a, a store that had they had five stores when Marcus met with them. They sold fifty six stores franchise." In four months. <laughs> and Dave said, he went. He says, yeah, I went over to Simple Greek last night. And he says, I didn't like it. It's stark and white. While Marcus is renovating his Bayview location, his first, uh, that they were going to uh, sink 60 grand into. He says, I didn't like them. They're stark and white. And he's like, and he's insulting them on the episode. And this yes. is a store that sold 56 franchises in, in four, four months. months. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So here's a guy. I think Dave was just resisting on every level. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous to see somebody who's done... Nothing. I'm going to say nothing mm. with respectfully because, you know, five stores is, is not nothing. Right. But, but, you know, if you're a serious entrepreneur, five stores is nothing. You right. know, if you've got 50 on the mind. Sure. And he's done nothing compared to what Simple Greek had done. Right. And yet he... He, he yeah. can criticize. He can backseat drive. I can, wonder if it was Jill that, it, that initially pushed Dave to make this call. Because wow. Dave did not seem to me as though he wanted any part of this. Wow, this is like speculation. Yes. Spe- like, didn't we have like there's on some of the like shows we predictions. have predictions? Yes, right? forward predictions. Yes, forward you know, every episode here is a new episode, so we can't forward predict. Oh, but how oh, about yes, we can? Yes, we can. Back. Let's do it. Let's Where do we predict that Dave and Jill and Grace are going to wind up? <laughs> we get sued for this, right? <laughs> Making sandwiches. <laughs> Making sandwiches. <laughs> um, where do, where do you predict? Uh, Ten years for Dave, unless oh, he changes his gosh. ways. Unless he changes his ways. You know what? I think I think this I think this soup market, the five stores will contain themselves. Yeah. I don't think he'll see very much growth. Uh-huh. I don't think his profit margins will increase. Okay. Um, I don't know that his relationship with Jill will get any better because if Correct. if he really has a track record, yeah, of a little bit of a a fine line that he yep. crosses with employees. Yeah. It's not going to be the only time. So you think it's going to happen again? I, I believe it might. Okay. Yeah. You believe it might or you believe it will? Well, you know what? I'm not sold What do though. you think? To be honest with you, yeah. I think, I don't think anything happened between Grace and Dave. I actually, I, I agree with you on that front. I think Dave just backed up because Jill got in his face. Yes. And Grace is thinking, what the heck? But remember, Dave I think, said I that think... he had feelings for her, and it, and it was... Mm-hmm. So my feeling is he was probably pushing the issue with her. I think Grace brought the lawsuit against him for the fact that he terminated her right. employment yeah. rather than sticky the sexual situation. harassment. Yeah, sticky situation. And I think he terminated her employment to get her out of the way which again is wrong. But that is sexual harassment. Yes, it is wrong. Employment. Of course yeah. it is. Because yeah. she in her workplace did nothing wrong. Right. 
So yeah, boy, messy situation. Messy. But look, and Marcus, Marcus was willing to work with it. He said, "Okay, yeah, well, I've got that now. You've been hiding this from me. Okay, okay this is how we're going to deal with it. We have to clean this thing mm-hmm. up." But Dave was just being an asshole. Yeah. And it, so we've got to let the viewers, who, whoever yeah. may not have seen what happened, what happened? Well, they have to watch it now that we're doing it. <laughs> what happened? So, uh, so Dave, uh, I mean, continues to resist. She files a lawsuit that's in the, the, you know, in the reveal. It was a crazy episode. But Dave started, he starts taking down the signage, the beautiful signage that Marcus So Marcus came in, $60,000 worth of renovations. Yeah. They have the grand opening, if you will. Mm-hmm. Goes well. Beautiful. The store looks beautiful. They invite everybody for free. Soup for free for the day, for which the is day. a brilliant strategy. But it had a fresh feel, fresh food, fresh produce, beautiful signage. The, the place looked great. Yeah, there's people lined up outside to get a taste of this. I'm there's sure the, soup. The, the halo effect of the yeah. television show couldn't have hurt. Marcus's presence couldn't have hurt. All of that stuff goes into making a really good launch, which they had. They had a fantastic right. launch. But then... But then... Marcus comes back a week later, and, and the entire store has been sort of pulled down. The signage is gone, the menus are gone, the produce is gone, and Dave turns around and says, well, I didn't like it. Oh my gosh, and, and, what? And what's ridiculous is there was not a good reason for him taking, the produce looked great in the baskets. I mean, it really like, looked fresh. Really looked fresh fantastic. red tomatoes and, and yellow squash. And it just looked so Marcus fresh. had brought in pretzels and the pretzel yes. on the wall. I mean, he was, he, he was, they were on track to have their prototype To have for 50 their stores, yeah. yes. And Dave takes it down. See, I think the problem is, is that a lot of these entrepreneurs, they don't want to really lose control. Mm. They're, they're desperate. They're in need. And when they lose control... Mm. It's, you know, you don't become an entrepreneur because you want to be controlled. You don't become an entrepreneur because you want a job. Uh You really don't. That's not why you become an entrepreneur. You become an entrepreneur because you want to take charge of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, you got to really go through the thought process of, is this what I want? Do I want to, you know, be an owner of, of my job, a partial owner of my job or not? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that some of these people, like Dave, didn't really want that. Mm-hmm. And you're, I, I will uh, tag on to your point. Maybe it was Jill that said, call in Marcus, because this situation has to change. Dave just seems so resistant from the beginning to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, my predictions are, um, you, know, it, you know, I'm on your side on this because I think, I think Dave was more the instigator than, than Grace was in terms of the sexual energy that was mm. was happening between the two he said that they were best friends and um something happened to cut that off yeah. i think dave was probably pushing that flow mm. because do you think if grace gave him the chance he would have gone i think so yeah i think yeah. so too so i think that was uh, and then jill said you know stop this shit yeah. um so jill's asserting her boundaries inside sure. the relationship but the issue is you can assert those boundaries forever. That's not going to stop the dog from wanting to do the bad thing. And I think between that and the fact that Dave was so resistant to the changes in the business, right? Marcus just said, "I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, and, I'm out." And legit, and he lost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta cut your losses and you gotta walk away if you gotta walk away. You know what? It's you know, we're about ten minutes before the top of the hour. We're usually a sixty minute show, but these guys have been here. The producers have been here all day long. They've had a very long day, so I'm gonna wrap it up right now yeah. uh, out of respect for them because for they, the crew we, here, yeah, for the appreciation for our crew. We love you guys. You guys we help do. us out so much. 
Uh, and and that's a shout out to all of the AfterBuzz crew, to Maria Manunos, yeah, really to Kevin Undergaro. Yeah, really great team here, absolutely. Um, great things that yeah. we're doing here at the station and that they're doing here at the station. So mm -hmm. we're all, we're incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful. Yes. Katarina is incredibly grateful. And uh, way to pull the long haul here tonight, guys. Thank you. Um, so, Katarina Kazayas, where can people reach you? You can reach me, folks, on Twitter at Kazayas Katarina. I would love to gab with you about the profit, about life. Hit me up. Hit, hit her up. Hit, hit her up. up. I'm Chris Howard. You can reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. You can also reach me at legendarylivingdaily.com for daily motivation, inspiration, entrepreneurial tips as well as LegendaryLivingTV.com for YouTube. Remember to subscribe to the podcast here, yes. download that so you can get us uh, drip-fed intravenously, and uh, like the video, rate five stars, put any comments you got, and interact with us. Yes. Uh, and until next week, good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.